I want to bite on this point for a second. Okay. Because I think it's really, really important that you guys understand Mm -hmm. that creating content specific and unique to the platform is really, really important. And the reason why it's important, and we it took us a while to learn this, mm-hmm. uh, but the reason why it's important is because if you're generating content correctly, whether it's an ad, whether it's a uh, entertainment or persuasion or mm-hmm. education or yep. right, yeah. all the four devices, regardless, you're trying to bring them value, yep. which means it's got to be about them, mm-hmm. not you. It's like Where's Waldo? But it's where's the RoboBoat? I was disappointed. I saw a Where's Waldo thing. I was at like a doctor's office or something like a month or two ago, and it was so easy. Like oh, I was uh, disappointed. I, yeah, I was like, I thought I remember this being a lot harder as a kid. <laughs> uh, I mean, <laughs> I don't know, man. It just I don't know. The Big Bang Theory had it on there as a major event. Maybe they have like different levels. It's like puzzles. One of the characters is yelling at the other. Why couldn't he find it? He was like, because it's not easy to find. Otherwise, it'd be called theirs, Waldo. Are we ready? We are ready. Are we rolling? Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Service Monster Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Kowalski, and today we have a very special show. Uh, We're going to start here with Adam and go over our housekeeping chores. And then instead of doing a feature focus, we're going to focus on some of the things we do here at Service Monster. So I'm inviting Michael, our marketing coordinator, uh, on, and we will chat about some of the things that we've learned and some of the things that we've learned through you guys watching you do successful marketing. But again, before we get all of that, let's do some housekeeping. Adam, what are we talking about today? Yeah. So first off, I hope everyone had a great week. It's uh, always great to be back. But we'll jump right into the recent release on Wednesday, 6.3.4 came out. Um, There's a couple of features in here that we'll talk about. Marketplace revamp um, just made it a little bit cleaner, easier to find the integrations that you need to find. Yeah, well, and here's the thing too. We dropped everybody that's not directly integrated. So all of the nice things that we've done for the last two years, like, and we still love you, Lisa, but you know, Lisa Wagner and uh, Interlink and all of those people that we've just had sitting there kind of giving Service Monsters tip of the hat saying, these are reputable, solid companies. They're backed by reputable, solid people. Sorry, but we took all those guys out. (laughs) So now if you don't have a direct link with Service Monster, you're not in the marketplace. And if you're not in the marketplace and want a direct link with Service Monster, well, there's a link for that too. And so on the bottom of that page uh, with the cleanup, you'll be able to suggest people that you think would be good integrations for us. There's a number of different ways we can approach it so they can integrate using our amazing API. Uh, Our Zapier library is constantly growing, so they can put themselves in Zapier. We can work together to make that happen. Um, Or there might be a case for direct integration, like what we have with SendGym. QuickBooks is a good example, right, where you're doing things in the product to cause things to happen or data be moved into another system. So 
If you think that we're missing somebody, go ahead and, and throw them in. They do go through an approval process. We have a committee that says, yeah, no, this is like the 20th, we'll get your reviews connection. I mean, and we've got some good ones, responsive bid, right? We we listen to the audience, our clients, and the industry in general for those few companies that actually shine, right? Ryan Kettering is another example where we say, yeah. we You know, because Service Monster has a very – we've worked really hard to make our brand reputable. Right. And, and people, I think, really look at us as authority in a lot of ways. And uh, so when we give somebody a attaboy, it's a big deal. Um, and we're certainly horribly silent about others within the industry. <laughs> so anyways, nothing personal on the companies that had been removed that were in there before. Uh, consider it just a little, we gave you a nice ride for a couple of years. Now it's time to take you out. If you're not directly doing integration, we're pushing and pulling data, then you don't belong there. And so the whole cleanup was kind of centered around that fact. Yeah, it was just it was hard to find some of the integrations. Um, like if you're looking for broadly or something done in there, and you're sorting through, and there's this bunch. Yeah, I just wanted to make it easier for the user. And then you had searches and categorizations, but now it's just even easier. Yep. Um, another big one that really was kind of a small touch point, but like we talked about in the meeting, like it's actually a pretty big deal. Is that line item description expanding that so you can have a super detailed description, and if it went past a certain point when you were looking at it. You know, you can only see certain sections at a time. So now you can just expand that window and see everything you have in there. Expand like, what window, Adam? The window that is in the sidecar. Oh. That side panel. Does it stay that way? The Now you're going to say no, and it's going to ruin the whole feature. I believe it does. Like You, you just you, lied. You just expand it. <laughs> right. I was playing with it yesterday, okay. but I'm freaking out now. You put me on the spot. <laughs> no, I was playing with it yesterday, and when you expand it, like the whole window itself stays in that, and you can you can shrink it. Right, right. I mean, it's not the most line items fit, right? So it's not the most horrible thing if we don't have it to be sticky, although we should probably throw that in there as a feature. So, um, And I'm guessing that it's not just because I know how the end – and now he's looking – He's going to go punch it in right now and kind of check it out. Uh, no, he's just pretending and typing into <laughs> the document because I see it on I editing never, on this side. I would never do that, Joe. <laughs> I, I love it. Um, very good. Yes, so you can expand it so you can read it without having to try to scroll in the dang thing. Yep. Uh, and yell at us on smug if you want it to be sticky. So we also had some bugs that got uh, addressed. A big one was the uh, Google Map Street View. Um, wasn't auto-populating. And so hmm. on the account page, that little oh, yes, I yeah, that. That image of the, the house, like from the street view, right. if there were – if the address itself was placed uh, in certain spots, it wasn't populating like it should. Mm-hmm. And so that was a pretty major one. Everyone is going to see what the house looked like and things like that. You know, it's a really great feature. Right. And so now It does take a guess, right? We're hoping that the camera spun around the right way. Right, exactly. But for the most part, yeah, it, it gets it pretty close. Yep. We also had that visual bug that's been talked about on Smug quite a bit. So our Smug users are going to be happy to see this, that uh, if you were scheduling a certain time period, visually, it was cutting off the last little bit. Like if you schedule an eight-hour job, it would only show it on the schedule for seven and a half, even right. though everywhere else it was indicating Yuck. that it was the full job. So okay. that was a major one. I'm glad no one listens to these shows right now. <laughs> that's a That's a feature that's like – 
Visual visual cue that's a half an hour off at certain time periods yep. is kind of a big deal. So no, yeah, it got uh, some pretty major push and smug, and like we definitely made sure we got that fixed and addressed quickly. Right. Of course, this will be the show that's got five thousand listens. <laughs> if we get five thousand listens, I think it's worth addressing that because you know, well, it's done now, right? Yeah, yeah it's, it's gone, done, it's squished, it's squished. Um, and I think. The other thing that was related to a Google was occasionally the the route line wouldn't populate. It would have the flags on the map view, right? Um, and it wouldn't uh, populate that like third or fourth route line to separate them all out. And so Matt went in there and addressed that issue, and so that's also resolved. Very good. So a lot of stuff tied to to Google in this right. one. And keep in mind too, guys, that a lot of these bugs aren't like always happens every time in the testing environment they seem to be fine then they get out in the wild and then 10 percent of the population experiences some weirdness yep right so there's always that most importantly though uh, i'm gonna hand this off to you because i know you're excited for it solve the server hang-up issue yeah and we talked about it last week and at that point we were we knew the symptoms not the culprit david found the culprit and it was service monsters code base itself so Hoorah, we're able to take care of it and not have to chase somebody down off the API. Um, and, uh, you know, just killed it. And then it took a little bit for the JavaScript files to update across all clients. But, um, you know, we've had no issues since. And David still is working on the server upgrades, which he's gotten farther on. So I think his clones are about done. And then the um, the IIS upgrade that'll roll out as a result of that. He also tidied up a handful of queries on the home screen. Um, I think they were built to get it done. And uh, we built specific queries for the data we're pulling for the home screen now. So should be much more snappy in that regard. Very cool. Yeah. As always, guys, you can see the full list of features and bugs that were addressed on our blog. All the release notes are on there. Um, this week in Smug, there was really a lot of just feature request stuff, and then a couple of those bugs that some were addressed, some weren't. Um, Paul uh, was talking about a week view, like we have our day view. If some of our users aren't aware, you can toggle on a kind of revenue tracker, mm-hmm. whether it's route-based or like the total day-based. Right. He just kind of requested that week-based. So I thought it'd be nice to, you know, it, it, it's a solid... Uh, yeah, request. it's an easy request to do too, right? We've got the column for it. So, uh, and just to clarify, so on your schedule, you've got a route, uh, and then those routes have jobs. So it totals up all the jobs that are on the route, and then at the top of your schedule, where that little route guy is, it has the total for that day. Uh, so, totaling that whole up for the week on that schedule without having to run a report was the request. Yep. And again, I think we have the room, and, and this certainly makes sense. So. Yeah, that's a feature that since it's been implemented, um, got a lot of positive feedback on it. Absolutely. So, yeah. So the next one was kind of a, a funny one with the uh, checkmate uh, gift of yours. But uh, Paul had mentioned talking about the invoice page and how the link on the text object, the HTML, was, right. was coming up it a little Right, it spits funky. out at HTML and then the text. Yep. Or, and the link. And the link is clickable. So my comment was, just remove the HTML. And then his response back to me was kind of like, this was generated from Service Monster. It was from the, the template's blank. I just put the link in. So checkmate, Paul. You win. Yep. Uh, and so I assigned a tracker, and uh, they're going to work on the SMS templates that just spit out the clickable link. 
The nice thing about it, too, was it generated a lot of commentary about the feature itself. and it's a On feature. how they're using it. Yeah, exactly. Right? So they're asking for payment up front. Ba-bing. Yep. <laughs> and so if you guys aren't aware, if you integrate with Authorize.net or with Stripe through our, our marketplace, which we just, just cleaned up. Yep. Then uh, you can send this payment link and they can actually pay that online and things like that. You don't have to necessarily hound them for those payments. Yeah. And it's uh, working great. Well done. So speaking of this, I just kind of wanted to do a shout out. I always love seeing this on Smug. Uh, David had asked about, hey, how can I take credit cards in the field? Right. And one of our users, without any of us having to hop into, uh, Pete, just going to shout out to him. He showed him a, an image and everything about how the process works. And I always just love seeing that collaboration. Checks in the mail, Pete. Yep. <laughs> 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 support right yep this is great and no this is awesome and then uh you know it looked like david was able to set it up and then we had a question it was very similar vein a couple of days ago someone hit me up directly and i didn't have time to get to it in 10 minutes he figured it all out was all connected had the online payment form working had online i mean it was you know a little trepidation at first like oh how am i gonna set this up and then you know, once you connect those two pieces, if you're using Authorize, it can be a little bit – you got to go deal with your merchant. Right? right. And we should have a whole podcast talking about credit cards. We really should. So, But ideally, uh, once you get those pieces hooked up, you're good to go. And it's and it's very clean. And then everything just turns on in Service Monster. So it's nice. Yeah. So speaking of Pete, he also was on the other end and he had that request um, – that we talked about, and I know you're excited for the end of this. Well, I'm yeah. Well, what I'm really excited about is that it that it, it looked like he, he's using the activities panel, yep. <laughs> which I haven't gotten a lot of feedback on. Um, I would like more feedback on the activities panel, please. Uh, but Pete looks like he's using it and he enjoys it. There's the click the button and it dials the phone, right? Because you can hook it up to your PBX. It's a standard bit of code. And he's asking for it simply on the account page. Yep. And so something that we'll uh, certainly look at to add a button or a link somewhere near the all of that address mess because <laughs> we track so much around – sorry – Phone number. Yeah, yeah. Because we track so much around the phone number. It's uh, it's crazy. But yes, Pete, I think that's a great idea. And uh, thank you for using that activities panel. For those of you who aren't aware, the activities panel he's talking about, if you go into your activities list, um, whether you're coming from the deck, the activity, the account section, the lead section, it's in all of those areas. There is a toggle between the list view, which just shows you all of your activities you can filter out, or this new panel view, which Ethan worked very hard on, um, still being updated. And you have the ability to go through that kind of like a call list and just, you know, complete your tasks right there on the spot. Yep. So, Absolutely. All right. So thanks as always to our Smug users for your collaboration. Um, you know, we always enjoy seeing those uh, positive comments in there. And now, as Joe mentioned, we have kind of a special guest here with Michael so I'm going to step aside, let him in, Joe, if you want to kind of maybe introduce him a little bit further and then yeah. enjoy the rest of the show. Very good. Thanks, Adam. So um, Michael is our marketing coordinator and kind of in the stack of Service Monster, um, you have marketing strategy, marketing and content creation, kind of the art and the creative, and then distribution. And if we're doing our jobs Right. At the end of 
those three big steps and management pieces out, outcome leads, yep. which then result in sales, which is the whole damn point. Yep. <laughs> so exactly. as much good faith as we bring to the industry, uh, as much works as, you know, Service Monster has done directly or I've even done personally, of course, the end of the day is about making sure we're exposed to as many people as possible mm-hmm. who could make their decision whether or not Service Monster is right for their business. Yep. Notice I didn't say sell the shit out of them, Mm -hmm. right? It's about attention Mm -hmm. and it's about making sure that the people who have a problem that we can solve are knowledgeable of us. What they do with it after that's kind of on them, but at least Mm -hmm. that's the job here, right? So I wanted to bring Michael on. We're going to talk about a handful of things about some of the stuff that we do here at Service Monster and some of the stuff that we've learned by helping other service providers and watching what works for them mm-hmm. uh, and, and what doesn't. So, Michael, why don't you first, how did you come to be at Service Monster? Give us that story a little well, bit. Well, um, I graduated from college, moved back to Bellingham, um, and saw this job and came in and then applied. And now I'm here. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty pretty standard, you know. Um, right. But, in college, you had a focus on? Um, strategic communication, with the focus on advertising. Um, advertising and public relations were kind of the two tracks within that degree. And I chose advertising. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, marketing as a whole, I took many classes in that as well. But the specific focus was on the advertising piece. Um, but it's been really cool because <laughs> I learned a lot in college, but I've learned also quite a lot working, actually doing this stuff. So um, gave me a great starting point, a great foundation that I was able to build upon. And now working here, I've been able to put a lot of what I learned into action. And, you know, a lot of experimentation, trying things out, you know, I, mean, I think that's something that um, that we've talked about a lot is just like, hey, try it. If, if it works, great. If it doesn't work, then we don't do it again. You know, we won't know if a marketing strategy or if a content type or a uh, a distribution strategy works unless we try it. So we got to just see what works and then hone in on those, those things that give us the best results. Um, I mean, to yeah. that end too, though, I mean, people, especially single owner operators can hear us say, try it. Yeah. And they go, but yeah, Joe, it, it costs money. And there's a lot of talk about how much money you should spend in marketing. Some guys mm, where the, yeah. I don't spend anything on marketing as a badge of honor. Yeah. That's why you're self-employed. Mm-hmm. And if you're happy with that, cool, yeah. awesome, high five, yeah. mazel tov, like, mm-hmm. cool. But if you want to grow and you want to build a business, then you have got to take some of your revenue and dump it back into marketing. Now, there's debate on the percentage. And so I'm a big fan of it depends on what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. If you're trying to maintain and grow a little bit comfortably, 10 to 12% is a good target. You'll find it hard to get there sometimes, uh, but I think, and this is out of gross revenue. So let's say you made 100,000 that year, mm-hmm. like you should have spent 12 grand on marketing. Um, now, if you're trying to grow and you're trying to do more with less, then you can do some guerrilla marketing mm-hmm. that would make that $12,000 go a long yeah. freaking way. Yep. And it's about getting attention and then getting those jobs. But at a certain point, guerrilla marketing isn't going to help you build a sustainable and successful brand. Yeah. A lot of that stuff takes a lot of time. So it's the kind of the debate for a lot of for a lot of single owner operators between how much time I'm willing to spend or how much am I willing to spend 
and actual money on marketing. You, know, right. you can automate stuff or you can do it yourself. Or you can hire it out. <laughs> or you can, can hire it out. A, yeah. a brilliant Michael and no. they can get their own version. Exactly. Then, then that makes it easier for everyone. Which is kind <laughs> of why I'm, I'm bringing up your kind of journey, right? Yeah. Um, now, you did some jobs for public sector before you came on the Service Monsters part part time, like for your schooling and whatnot. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. And what is your experience with those environments compared to something like Service Monster and how we approach marketing? So, so and other marketing related jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, well, one was for a newspaper, so that's very different. Um, very strict kind of. Um, guidelines surrounding any sort of marketing or, or content distribution very very um not not very creative i guess in a way not, not that's a bad thing it's 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 it fit for the for the media um but for, did it hmm? but did it well i mean i in my opinion there was a lot of things that could have been improved and a lot of a lot more creative freedom that should have been especially enabled. to attract the audience yeah. that's paying attention to exactly media. so you know, it was, I was in college, I did my job, you know, I, I brought up, you know, ideas and some of them ended up happening and other things kind of just got like, oh yeah, okay. Um, but that was more the job environment, I think. Sure. Um, but in general, otherwise, I mean, I briefly did some work with a private app developer, just helping them with branding kind of image. They were um, very talented um, developers but with very little design experience or any sort of branding experience that kind of helped them design like what the app actually looked like. And cause they had the functionality there, but it was like really basic it and, and love, yeah. it didn't, it didn't look presentable, but the functionality was there. So it was more just like design stuff like that. Um, which is really fun for me. I really enjoyed that, that creative side of, of kind of the brand identity. Um, and which is one thing with service monster here that I've been, trying with designing the new website and stuff of, of really establishing a consistent brand identity, which I think has improved quite a lot totally. um, over the past year. Um, and, you know, there's still always work to do on that, but I think that's, that's a good thing. You know, we're, we're always improving. We're always trying to um, hone in even more on um, what we do and how we can better serve our clients and how we can communicate that to them through marketing. So, so um, I, I think f- for the people listening in, yeah. trying to get value out of this conversation, yeah. I think the first bit is if you've got a little bit to spend and you can bring in a part-time college kid, uh, do that. If this language that we're even start – we haven't even gotten really started yet. (laughs) (laughs) But if the language that we're talking about now or what we're going to be talking about as we move into practical application, Mm -hmm. um, if that's foreign to you, get some help uh, if you want to grow. Again, it's always predicated around that if you want to go. Yeah. Uh, if you want to grow. So, um, yeah, well, thank you for sharing that yeah. that with us. Um, I think you replaced Megan, mm-hmm. and before that was Noel, before that was Marie. Uh, and so we've been – And before that was you. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's right. Yep. Um, and, and it's taking on a handful of roles, right? I yeah. had to get more creative in some environments and less in others mm-hmm. or – you know, don't have time to create stuff. But mm-hmm. now we have this train with you and Mark mm-hmm. and Justin, because you don't only do coordination, right? You manage yeah. the site, you manage not just the distribution, mm-hmm. but sometimes you're in heavily involved in the creation yeah. Um, yeah, or editing, that, yeah. right? So mm-hmm. <clears throat> now these, these, these guys can help you with so much more than you're able to 
really fully understand until you get in it. Mm-hmm. Once you kind of get your skin in the game and, you, and you're in it and you're doing it every day, I think the light bulb will come on, especially if someone to talk with and bounce ideas off of. But yeah. and that not to be, you know, um, unsympathetic to people who aren't as creative, right? Because I come in every day and I'm like, hey, let's try this thing, yeah. right? So our content train is <laughs> forever. Yeah. Uh, and then you guys throw down and it's just it's a big pile on. Yeah. So it's great. Yeah. But let's talk to them practically about some yeah. of the things like what's hot right now. If you wanted to just say, okay, blah, 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 get me leads. Well, I mean, Instagram is kind of the big thing right now. Um, depends on on the industry as well. I've noticed, I've, I've talked to at this point, probably at least like a hundred different or a couple hundred different um, service providers, you know, from carpet cleaning, pressure washing, window cleaning, a few like landscaping random um, ones, mostly carpet cleaning and pressure washing though. Um, and a lot of them, especially the pressure washing, window cleaning are focusing on kind of the, the newer generation of business owners that they can service. So for like commercial jobs and homeowners, um, you know, millennials now are like, I'm at the very bottom end of the millennial spectrum. And so uh, many, many new homeowners and business owners are now millennials and millennials are so heavily on Instagram. Um, so as a, as a service business owner, trying to reach a new audience, trying to get your brand name out there, get new leads, um, Instagram can be a great tool. There's a lot of practical things you can do for free on there. They just take your time. Um, so you know, there's costs associated there, I guess. But right. but there's a lot of things you Look, can do. You either do. got time or you got money. Exactly. That's what I was trying to say earlier, kind of is like, yeah, it's either either it's kind of one or the other. There's still a cost associated with both. But right. um there's a lot you can do that's very hands on, very, very um very outward driven. Um you engaging with people and really getting your name out there. And you can also run ads on Instagram. Um we've had really good success with doing Instagram specific ads. Um then one thing that you've talked about a lot in the past and that we've uh, done a lot of content around is Facebook advertising. Um, Facebook and Instagram, if if people don't know, are, are Instagram owns Facebook, same company. Um, and most Facebook ads also will run on Instagram um, if you have an associated Instagram account. Or even if you don't, you can still run them. Um, but doing Instagram-specific ads allow you to kind of um, really hone in the content and the the action that you want taken off of that ad can you can really hone it in into a very specific um, kind of funnel on Instagram? Oh, I want to I want to bite on this point yeah. for a second, okay? Because I think it's really really important that you guys understand mm-hmm. that creating content specific and unique to the platform is really really important. Yeah, and the reason why it's important, and we it took us a while to learn this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the reason why it's important is because if you're generating content correctly, whether it's an ad, whether it's a uh, entertainment or persuasion or mm-hmm. education or yep. right, yeah. all the four devices, regardless, you're trying to bring them value, yep. which means it's got to be about them, mm-hmm. not you. Exactly. Which means your copy needs to talk about mm-hmm. their problems that you're yeah. solving. And, and this is so big. It's about them, not you. Mm-hmm. It's so big that it tra- should transcend how you deliver yep. that content. We did this for a while. We try to create like a little sting out of the ask, mm-hmm. right, the show that we did for a couple of years, and try to entice people from Facebook to go to YouTube. 
And we got four times the amount of views when we were like, screw it. We shouldn't care about collecting views at one mm-hmm. place because that's about us, not them, and mm-hmm. publish the whole show on Facebook. Yep. We got four times the amount of views. Yep. Yep. Uh, and so Instagram, understanding Instagram, that 60-second format is important. And it took us a minute to figure that out yep. too. We were doing two or three pain mm-hmm. videos, which you can totally do. Mm-hmm. But you, when you do that, you can't see the view count, which yeah. kind of sucks. Yeah, I don't understand that. But. Yeah, I know. It's Instagram. Um, <laughs> I'm sure they'll have it someday or the view on <laughs> yeah. each video. Yeah, well, right? I just I assume that view on each video. But yeah, it doesn't whatever. seem hard, but whatever. <laughs> so um, yeah, we're bummed when we don't get numbers. Can you tell? Yeah. So, um, but it, when we did the 60 second, our viewership went up because it, it, it's about that time commitment. On mm-hmm. Instagram, you're saying, look, I only need a minute of your time yeah. or less. Right, so mm-hmm. I give you a beautiful image. I yeah. try to invoke emotional response, or I've got a less than sixty second message. Yeah. But that's the social contract on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, and so, if you could hear to that by developing content specific for it, and not trying to use that as mm-hmm. a mechanism to then draw to your page or draw to yeah. some other thing, you're going to get much better overall engagement. Yeah, exactly. I mean, practically for service businesses. Um, I mean, if, if any if any listeners use Instagram, they'll know you, you scroll through it. It's just kind of an endless stream of content. Um, so because of that, you need something that really stands out. Something that would, in an, especially for an ad, um, when you're trying to get um, new leads to come in, I mean, it's got to be something that grabs people's attention, gets them to stop scrolling, and gets them to take an action. And that's not easy to do by any means. Um, but I see so much. I see so many pressure washing videos and carpet cleaning videos and uh, or photos even and they're just and they have a really nice angle the the quality is really good they got they have good lighting in the in the image or the video and it even makes me and i've seen i see thousands of these same kind of videos and pictures and sometimes there are still ones that grab my attention and i'm like dang that is quality content right there like someone sees that and i'm like man like that that grabs my attention. Look at the work that company can do. You that, know, look how clean that that sidewalk is. Look at that line down the middle of how dirty it was and how clean it is, or that carpet. You know, but look how nasty a, it has it was. a lot to do with the presentation, though. Exactly. I think you really hit on because I get this all the time. Well, Joe, how many before and afters can I do? And it reminds me mm. of other creatives. You know, it's like, well, how many can I do? However many they'll let me do. it's if you don't know if you scroll through a hundred photos and you can't pick out the one that is like breathtaking even Mm -hmm. out of a carpet cleaning montage um then you don't have the creative eye necessary to approach this in that way you got to get that artistic eye right exactly because like what you just said you're scrolling through these things because we're friends with Mm -hmm. thousands of different and and you're scrolling through it's all the same thing same thing same thing and then Whoa! Yep. The the inv- invocation of emotion yep. just based off the clarity of the picture, yep. the angle. Um, so you could do those as an artistic approach forever. Oh yeah, and so and they'll and they'll work. Yep. Because it's like a billboard, not like a television commercial, right? You're not yep. showing them the same thing over and over. That's not how they consume mm-hmm. this content. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, that's, I just think that's something really practical that, um, if you have the artistic eye for it, take advantage of it, like, like do it. Cause that's free. Posting on Instagram is free yep. running an ad. You can run, spend like five bucks a day on an ad, run it for like a week or something. Um, 
and it's like you're just it, it's low cost and you can get really good results out of it. Um, I think there's there's a lot of I've heard a lot of people say that it works great. I've heard some people say it doesn't work great, and it seems like the people who say it doesn't work great don't take the time to really understand their market. Yeah, they're, they're transactional to. many yeah. times. It's like, oh, I just want to do this and I expect results. It's like, okay, no, you need to understand. In Instagram and Facebook as well, um, you can you can target different people. You can target um, based on any sort of de- demographic information. You can target based on people's interests. Um, I personally get lots of ads on my personal Instagram for businesses in Bellingham. Lately, I've been getting a bunch for a tree service company, like company that cuts down trees and whatever. And I'm like, hey, and I've seen their ads multiple times. I've seen different ads multiple times. Um, I don't know their name. So <laughs> fail. So they haven't they haven't gotten me there sticky. yet. They haven't got me there yet. But next time I see it, I'll know like, oh yeah, that's that company. Well, based off this conversation, yeah. even and yeah. the fact that we have this conversation. Exactly. Yeah. So they did something. They stood out, and they're local. And when I first saw them, I was like, oh, interesting. Like, I hadn't really seen very many service oriented businesses like that actually advertising to me on Instagram, and especially rotating content yeah. and being consistent. Yeah. So I, I was very impressed by it. Um, and I th- and that's the kind of thing they're they're clearly paying attention to what they're doing. It's all about being intentional with this content. You can't just you can throw it out there and get some result. But it's like EDDM type yeah, results. Exactly. If it's, all you're running yeah. is ads and you just have a couple and you're just spamming the ads mm-hmm. and you're trying to throw dollars behind that and yep. make that work. Why aren't my ads working? Yeah. I see that a lot on the bulletin boards. It's because it's all you're doing is ads. You're not bringing anything of value, yep. and most likely you're only talking about you. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Bringing a using the customer testimonial videos are great or quotes. I see a lot of those and those can be a little, if you've done too much, too much, too often, I guess, um, they can seem a little redundant. Um, but those can be really good supplemental content because you're getting, you know, someone who you're, you're intended or the, 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 the mark, the market that you're trying to advertise to someone that they can maybe relate to, um, that can be really effective as well, using those kinds of things, kind of um, telling their story and what you did for them, but not making – you don't necessarily want to be like, oh, this company is so great. I love them. They are so great. Right. This company, so great kind of thing, like right. where it just is about you and how great you are. It's You want to get testimonials that are more about the problem they had and how it was solved and, oh, yeah, and this company is great at the end, you know, kind of thing. Right. And it's and about the a- customer story through what um, – through the service that you offered. And there's a, a good book plug here for the story brand. Yep. I was going to bring that up too. So yeah, yeah. So, um, and, and I make all the marketing and salespeople read it mm-hmm. um, because it really is about getting that viewpoint that it's about yep. the customer's journey. We're the advisors, we're the solution providers, we're the, we're guide. the guides. Yep. We're really not the guy. hero. It's not, we're, it's not yep. our story. It's theirs. Yep. Um, and so I think that's really important. And, and we've done a mm-hmm. lot over the last year and a half to kind of, Make sure yeah. everything we do looks through that lens. We're pretty good intuitively, but, man, you can always get better. Exactly. And website redesigns yeah. to really emphasize that yeah. point. That's I mean, I'm redesigning the website again kind of to even sure. focus more. I'm I'm rereading sections of StoryBrand and, and doing more um, StoryBrand-based research online to look at what other sites are doing um, that are like, Considered top-notch. by yeah, top yeah. notch story branded and websites. Then at the end of that book is a script that yeah. you can use to drive testimonials yeah. and a story brand methodology yeah. to ask the questions that invoke those yeah. pieces. And it's yeah. great. It works great. We yeah, use it's it. simple. Yeah. 
I mean, you can do it like what was what was the problem you were having before you used our service? Yeah. You know, that, that's that's like the best kind of intro one. Like what was the problem? Okay. Um, what about uh, stood out from the competitors? You know, a lot of people um, that service businesses are, are, are doing jobs for, um, a lot of them have had multiple companies work for them or they've had exposure to multiple companies. Um, if you're in a competitive area, they might be seeing a lot of different ads from different companies. And so finding out from them also what works, why they picked you over the competitors. That's right. I mean, that's, that's Gold. super important information. Yeah, yeah. That's like the best information you can get from your customer is directly why they picked you. And if you can communicate that, now we're back to getting that 60 second video yeah. that you can put on Instagram. Yeah. So, um, you, you can create a, a level of content no matter what you do. Yeah. I think people also look at their lives as, I don't want to say in general people are narrow. Business owners have to be more introspective than your average mm -hmm. bear. But I even find, you know, there's a certain point at which you're kind of blind until you hit the switch, right? Yeah. Um, and so if you look at kind of your world through that prism and the things that are uninteresting to you are just like, well, why would I even talk about that? Why right. would I even mention that? I crossed that thing. You know, if you're a – let's say a window cleaner does commercial work mm -hmm. and you're 10 stories in the air and you just do that every day, you think, you know, no big deal. But, man, the shots that you could get from that, mm -hmm. that oh, you yeah. could then feature on Instagram yep. and give a perspective that somebody who doesn't climb up 10 stories doesn't get ever. Seriously. Yeah. That's so funny you said that because actually earlier today I saw a window cleaner. I think it was up in Vancouver, so just a little bit north of us. Um, and they took a selfie, a window cleaner. And they were a lot more than 10 stories up. <laughs> they were like, I don't know how many stories up, but it was really, really far up. And they took a, a really cool selfie. It was it was a quality photo, great angle, cool lighting. And they were like kind of leaned back so you could like you could see the you could see the side of the building, but also the ground way down there, and it grabbed my attention. That's right. Five I don't, seconds I don't see before George dropped his phone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was actually a woman. So <laughs> in this one, which Georgina. Also, yeah, exactly. Which was also interesting. Um, I was like, man, that's like that's really interesting. That's that's a visually engaging photo. Yes. Um, seeing someone up there with full harness, you know, like all this gear strapped on, and it's like it, it works. It really it grabbed does. my attention, and I'm probably gonna be less grabbed by things because I just see so much of this type of content. Now, when we're pushing content to Instagram, hashtags are really important, yeah. right? And so maybe some tips and advice on hashtagging and yeah. how many do you do? Is it with the post? Can you make it on a comment? Yeah. What are the rules around that? I mean, there are no rules. What, what I've done is I just do a separate comment with a whole list of hashtags relating to industries that we target. Um, and then some general, um, a few more little specific things, some more broad ones related to our area. Um, and with that, some people do them further down in the original post. I mean, on Instagram, it doesn't really matter how you do it. I just do it in a separate comment. It's just consistency-wise, that's what I do. If we do I, it I in a it comment four days later, do we have the same no. indexing algorithm? So no. what's the time that... Immediately afterwards. So you need to have yes. your hashtags ready yep. to go. Yep. Before you make your post, right. even yeah. if you're right. Yeah. I mean, what I do, and because I do this every day, is I have a note on the desktop of my computer and I just have all the hashtags there. I just copy and paste it into a comment on Instagram on the computer. Obviously, posting to Instagram, you can only do from mobile, from mobile device, not from a computer. But on a computer, you can comment um, and still see everything. So I just do that because it takes like 
five seconds. Just copy, paste. But if you're out in the field, then you don't have that option. Well, in that case, what I would do, and I've done this before too, is you just have it like in the notes on your phone. You could have it and you can copy and paste it there. It's just on a phone, it takes a few seconds more. But still, that's the practical thing to do is just have the hashtags already ready to go. Um, You can experiment with different hashtags too. Um, I think for service businesses and you're trying to you're trying to target a specific location, then use as many as you can. Like we we don't do this, but because it wouldn't make sense for dogs us. of Seattle. Yeah, dogs of Seattle. Like things that don't even relate to your service, even. Well, you could make it relate to dogs of Seattle, right? Well, yeah, Cleaning a pet stain, exactly. Right, but just like any post, it's like you just want you want people in your area to see your your posts, but you want them to be semi relevant to the hashtag too. Yeah, to yeah. some degree. I mean, if it's if it's an ad, I mean, then it doesn't really matter. Right. Anyone will see it anywhere. Right. Um, you just want them to see it, really. Someone in your area. Um, All right. So I've I've got really good before and afters. I've got yeah. interesting pictures with in- interesting angles. Yeah. I'm using hashtags. I'm doing the occasional maybe selfie video yeah. explaining something cool that yeah. the audience might want to see, and I'm getting testimonial videos. So now I've got some content going on Instagram. Yeah. Um, and no one's gonna follow me. Right. So how do I get and seek? How can I be proactive about getting engagement? Well, again, I think that depends on how much time you're willing to spend. Um, through ads and through the regular posting on your area, you might be able to pick up a few followers, you know, kind of consistently get a few um, ads that drive follow or drive people to um, your profile can be really good for getting followers. But if you want to, if you really want to do it right, you're going to have to engage with people yourself. Going to have to be part of the community. Yeah, it, it's it's that, and that's what takes a lot of time. But I mean, I see a lot of a lot of single owner, single owner operators even who are doing this in between jobs or on the lunch break. They'll just go on Instagram for you know like 15 minutes, 15 30 minutes, and they'll go through some uh, some hashtags in their area or, or whatever. Or or if they're engaging with other businesses, then they would do in business or industry specific hashtags. And they're just going through and they're engaging. They're leaving comments. They're liking stuff. They're asking questions. Um, they're they're direct messaging people. You know, it's there's there's a lot you can do with that in terms of that that very personalized, intentional engagement. And again, that goes back to being intentional with what you're doing, you're and not just and it being about them. Yeah, exactly. Right. You don't want to leave a comment on someone's profile like, hey, check out my profile for right. awesome pressure washing the, videos. We get those bots all yeah. the time, right? And like, it sounds, awesome it, post, it sounds spammy and it's like right. no one no one wants that. No, no. no one wants to see that. They don't want their that on their posts. Um, so it's all about a compliment or leaving some sort of value, just, just engaging in a, in a respectful way to their post. You're right. not trying to use it as an ad. You're just trying to reach out to them um, and make that connection. We do a lot of that and it works great. Yep. Um, it does take time, which I know for a lot of service businesses can be an issue. But like you were saying earlier, if you have someone who you can hire part time to do stuff like that even or to supplement what you're doing during your breaks between jobs or in the morning or evening for a few minutes. I mean, you can you can gain a lot of ground in your area just using specific hashtags to your area, um, posting Instagram stories with a hashtag in it. And then those that that post will show up on a hashtag specific story that people in your area can follow. That one is a little more confusing to explain, but um, <laughs> I'm going to do a blog post about that. Sure. Um, relatively soon. Look kind of an that. update to Instagram kind of ideas that people can, can take and use with their service business. 
Yeah. Um, but overall, it's it's those those things really give you a lot of traction. When All it right. Comes so now I've got a little out. bit of engagement. I'm yeah. gaining a couple hundred followers. You know, maybe yeah. I'm doing it well. And I get fifteen hundred. Right. Yeah. Keep your expectations correct. How do I turn that into cash? Well, I mean, you want to have you want to make the customer journey from seeing your profile to filling out a, a web form. Oh, a web or form. I'm yeah, so glad form. you said that. Yeah. Go back and listen to the first podcast yeah. where we talk about lead capture. Yeah. And we spent, you know, 30 minutes on the three different ways you can yeah. do lead capture direct in a service monster. Yeah. But ultimately it's about engaging with them to the point where they get curious enough about yeah. you to take the journey on their own yeah. and or they enjoy your content yeah. and they'll pay attention to the ad. Yeah. And go, oh shit! I got that problem they can solve. Yeah, yeah. Very you want to cool. make it easy. That's what I was going with. That you want to make it easy Super for them easy. to contact you. You know, Instagram. You can have call, email, website, like buttons that are on your profile that take people directly. You press call. Call it says like pop up boom. phone number. Call boom. Email same thing. Opens up an email yeah. already ready to go. Um, you can have buttons like book now buttons in ads and on your profile that would take you to um, like a web like your website with a web form in it or something. What however you want to use it. Um, Facebook can do some of those for you even. Um, it's just about, you know, getting them to that point, engaging with them to the point where they, they see the value that you offer. And then it's easy for them to get in contact with you. Right. I see so many profiles where there's no contact information. And it's like, you got you to gotta have contact well, information and, on there. And I think, and we'll need to <laughs> be wrapping easy. this up. Yeah, we we'll certainly do uh, more podcasts and we'll be specific mm-hmm. with Facebook. We can talk about direct mail marketing. Yep. We can talk about door hangers. We can talk about a lot of stuff. So yeah, we'll have Michael back quite a bit, I'm sure. Um, but wrapping this up, I think the reason why I want to talk about Instagram today is there's so much blue ocean. Yeah. Like we hustle on every platform and the opportunity versus presence the ratio there is so far off on Instagram. Yeah. Oh, yeah Your guys' totally. presence is almost non-existent, you know. Um, and we're doing pretty good at collecting the people that are there. Mm-hmm. But it's just apparent to us that it's an underutilized platform. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, you you got to go own it before someone else does. And ownership will be by territory. Yeah. So we encourage you to go and, uh, you know, make regular posts and do yeah. some of those things and, I would say that Instagram is an easier one to tackle even over Facebook. Oh, yeah, totally. But you got to understand that you're – pay attention to those demographics because you'll be surprised by the 25 to 35-year-old. Like that's the bulk of who's going to be watching. Yeah, a lot. Yeah, that's the big Michael, anything else? Any other (laughs) words of wisdom you want to impart upon them? Not this time. No. Well, uh, (laughs) I mean, like you said, I'll probably be back. We can go in and really in deep on some stuff. Um, I'll put a couple links in the video description to – um, for social media tips, uh, blog posts about Instagram. Um, yeah, that'll be some good value stuff for anyone who's yeah, listening. Put and wants the to know link more. to the social media, yeah. media mastery course there. If you guys aren't familiar with that, there's like six or seven blog posts yeah. of a report I did for mm-hmm. our board of directors, which then was taken by marketing. And it was like the Megan struck gold. She was very happy to have that and tore it all apart. I wrote an intro to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really kind of two years ago where our social strategy kind of came from. Yeah. Um, but it's still highly relevant and yeah. kind of breaks things down. And then we have six or seven videos from the ask that were specific on social media. So yeah. lots of great content all at one place. Yeah. Um, it's all free. It's all free. It's and great. The, the stuff that we're yeah. doing here today, Instagram, and we'll certainly have mm-hmm. you back again. So. Yeah. 
Thanks for coming by. Thank you. Awesome. It's awesome to be here. So, yeah. <laughs> All right, guys, we'll wrap up today, but join us Fridays, three o'clock Pacific time for the Service Monster live stream on Facebook. Uh, and uh, well, we're going to be publishing these on Tuesday on all of your podcast listening platforms. Right, Michael? Yep. Doing distribution yep. of the podcast. Yep. Uh, and then uh, look for the video on Wednesday. Yep. All right, guys, be safe. Have a good one.